Today on the show, I'm speaking with Steve Olsher. He's the author of What Is Your What? And we are talking about how to figure out what it is that you love to do and how to monetize it and create an amazing life doing what you love and what you're gifted at. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Natalie Ledwell, and this is The Inspiration Show, and today my special guest is Steve Olson. How are you, Steve? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing fabulously well. Um, I have Steve on the show because he has, a, obviously, a very inspiring story. Uh, there's a lot of parallels in our past and things that we've done together, and uh, we seem to be uh, looking at helping people moving forward. Um, you know, creating wealth and creating an amazing life through doing what they feel passionate about. So we're sort of definitely on the same page there. So let's start a little bit about your background and your story and what it is that you do. Sure. So my background is pretty storied. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I've been a lifelong entrepreneur literally since my late teens, opened my own nightclub when I was 20. It was a non-alcoholic nightclub, which is how I was able to do that. But uh, DJ got involved with the catalog industry, real estate industry, launched very early on CompuServe's Electronic Mall in 1993. So this is actually my 21st year online. And I mean, you name it, I've probably done it from waiting tables to pumping gas and, you know, even selling speakers out of the back of a van. So it, there's, there's no shortage of things that, that I've done. But for the last five years, since I had a pretty big epiphany, a wake-up call, if you will, uh, my work has really been focused on helping people discover, share, and monetize their what, as I call it, which is the one thing that they're born to do. Right. So when you're talking about your what, you're really talking about what their, what their passion is, what it is that really blows their hair back, as I like to say. <laughs> yeah, you know, can, can I talk about that for one Absolutely, second? Absolutely, yes. You know, so from my perspective, I, I like the word passion, but at the same time, I hate it, right? Because right. it's like, you know, you can be passionate about something, but it doesn't mean that you're good at it, right? I mean, like, so from my perspective, there's three criteria that you have to be able to meet. You know, it's something that you're good at, something that you love to do, and something that someone will pay you for, right? And so sort of those concentric circles, there's that little bit of overlap in the Venn diagram where it's that sweet spot reserved for really a select few. And, and so, you know, I talk about it more from the perspective of, you know, your what in terms of you need to understand how you're naturally wired to excel. And so, like I said, you could be passionate about something, but it doesn't mean that you're naturally wired to excel at that. You know, it's like your DNA is wired in a very specific way. You have an internal blueprint. Yeah. And so a lot of people are passionate about things, but they can't make any money with it, right? <laughs> and so, again, for me, it's more about sort of the gifts, the inherent gifts, the vehicle that you use to share those gifts with the world and then the people you're most compelled to serve. Yeah. And that's how we define your what versus, you know, something that someone might be passionate about. Yeah, no, I love that because you're right. I mean, there are many things that we really feel passionate about, um, but, you know, creating a, a life or creating a, a career or a business out of that is always very difficult. Um, so what are the steps that people would have to take to figure out what their what is? Yeah, you know, it's interesting that once you become clear on the fact that, you know, it's sort of like a tripod, right? And again, if you go back to the something you love to do, something you're good at, something that people will pay you for, again, if you take out any one leg of the equation, then the whole thing topples. Like you could have something that you love to do and something that you're good at, you don't make any money at it, everything falls. Well, it's the same thing with the three components of your what. So 
You have your gifts, your inherent gifts. And again, that's what's within you. As I like to say, your what has chosen you. It's not that which you have chosen. And so you need to be clear on what your gifts are. You've got to understand the vehicle that you use to share those gifts with the world and then the people that you're most compelled to serve. So again, you need all three elements. Otherwise, it really doesn't work. So there's ways to get started. I've got, you know, ideas around that, but I'll let you take it from here. (laughs) Yeah, and and, and here's the really cool thing about that because, I, you know, let's just say, for example, because I've always thought that I wanted to be a teacher. Um, even when I was at school, I, you know, I, I, when I first left school, I thought I wanted to be a PE teacher. Um, then I ended up getting into the fitness industry and teaching aerobics and, and, and sort of being in, being a speaker and being in that uh, realm. And it's really interesting how you could say, okay, I'm good at that. You know, I, I understand that, you know, it's something that I could get paid for, but it could manifest a million different ways. Sure. So how do you figure out, okay, well, I'm good at this. How do you figure out what it is that you can do to actually capitalize on it? Sure. And so what I want people to really understand here, too, is that, you know, it's a fluid, organic process. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you, you're not building monuments here. You know, it's not yeah. like, so the name of my book, which is What is Your What? Discover the One Amazing Thing You Were Born to Do. doesn't mean it's the one amazing thing you were born to like for your entire Ever, life. Yes. <laughs> It just means that, you know, you do have certain gifts, right? And so I believe that the vehicle that you use to share those gifts with the world and the people that you're most compelled to serve can shift over time. Like, Can I share a quick story with you? Absolutely. Okay, so one of my favorite examples, and in the book I've got um, 18 case studies of people that I interviewed and people like Jack Hanfield and Guy Kawasaki, but then other people that you don't know, like Johnny Emmerman. I love this story because Johnny started out in commercial real estate. He was out there doing the brokerage thing, you know, trying to make a living. And then he got diagnosed with testicular cancer. And it really just shut, you know, his whole world down. And he spent more than a year fighting this. It came back, fighting it again. And while he was going through this this just ridiculously painful period of time, he found himself surrounded by people who loved him. And he felt like that love really carried him through and helped him to recover. But as he walked around the ward and he visited other cancer patients, he saw that other people didn't have that same sort of support system in place. And so he swore that if he beat this, he would make sure that people never had to suffer alone again. And so he started something called Immerman Angels. And Immerman Angels is now a a pretty successful nonprofit that matches cancer sufferers with cancer survivors of any age at any stage so that they don't have to suffer alone. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, those gifts of communication and being able to assemble and lead people, you know, he was doing that in commercial real estate, but he also then could apply that to now what he's doing with Immerman Angels. So again, the vehicle and the people can change, but I think the gifts are pretty concrete. Yeah. You know, I love the fact that, and you know, this is what I say to a lot of my students as well. Just because you pick something now doesn't mean it's going to, you're going to do it for the rest of your life. Right. <laughs> and normally I find that when you do something like this, and I'm sure that you will agree, like I look at everything I did before I got to mind movies, and there is a piece of life experience or business know-how or, you know, something that I picked up from each and every one of those businesses that contributed to what I'm doing now. So normally you find that these things are stepping stones on the way. Absolutely. And, you know, realistically what – what I love uh, in terms of sort of a mantra that I use is what Dr. Wayne Dyer says. 
And he says that everything that happens to us in life, no matter how painful, eventually leads us to a place of higher value. And so what I tell my students is that, you know, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so how do, how do people recognize what it is that they should be doing? Like, let's say, for example, um, you know, you're, you're doing something that you'd like, but you're not really making a lot of money out of it. Um, how do you get from that to, you know, creating, you know, wealth out of what it is that you love to do? Yeah, you know, and again, wealth is certainly a relative term, right? Yes, I mean, yeah. spiritual wealth, emotional wealth, financial wealth, etc. People yeah. define wealth in different ways. What I can tell you is from example of having worked with, you know, thousands of people now that when something just feels off, you know, when it's just like it's not completely aligned, then it's time to really begin to examine where the disconnect is. And so I'll give you an example of a woman who uh, participated in the course that, uh, that I teach, the event I teach, which is called the Reinvention Workshop. And her name is Carol Miller. She was very clear when she came to the workshop that her gifts were teaching and healing. She just, she knew those were inherent gifts. She had the vehicle nailed, which was nursing. And she had been a nurse for like 30 something years before she came. I mean, I didn't ask her her age. I'm, I'm wise enough now to know you just don't ask a woman her age. Yes. So I'm going to guess she was probably doing it for about 30-something years or so. Yeah. But again, she just kind of had like this nagging, kind of tugging at her collar feeling that she was meant and made to do something extraordinary, but just a piece of it was off. And after we worked together, it became very clear that the problem was in identifying the people that she's most compelled to serve. Right. And so she had been working in a general hospital but after we worked together, it became clear that those people, for her, are the disadvantaged elderly. And so once she was able to plug that into the equation and focus her nursing on the disadvantaged elderly, fast forward about four or five years now, and she's working in a VA hospital and everything is completely in alignment. So, you know, we spend so much time, 99% of the population will go through life without being able to identify one piece of the equation let alone all three, and it's largely because, I mean, we just spend so much time in denial about who we inherently are. You know, we don't have the knowledge, we don't have the time, we don't have the money, people won't approve, there's no way that can be it, etc. But, I mean, your gut's never wrong. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's just say that you have that nagging feeling and you know that you're meant to do something different and you're not completely on the right path. How do you tap into that? How do you figure out, you know, how do you tap into that intuition? Yeah, and so uh, what I encourage people to do is take one of three steps, and preferably all three steps. Yeah. <laughs> so first and foremost, you really got to grant yourself the time and permission to say, you know, there is something more for me out there. And that's really a huge step because yeah. once you get out of your unconscious mind and you shift into this conscious state of being, where now at least you're asking the question, you know, what is it that I might be able to do that I'm not doing now? That's a huge shift. That's a huge mindset shift. So now at least you're thinking about it. You're looking for the answers. And so by granting yourself that time and the permission to say, it's okay to say that, you know, what I've been doing for the last 10, 12 years isn't what I want to do, you know, till my grave, right? Mm -hmm. It's just what I've been doing, but now I'm ready for something else. So you're granting yourself that permission and then you're allocating time because as we all know, I mean, there's really only two ways to use your time. You can spend your time. Or you can invest your time, right? And so, so many people just spend their time, and they go, you know, I don't have time to go to school. I don't have time to do this, that, and the other. Keep a journal, right? I mean, yeah. look at where your time is going, 
And that little bit of downtime that you think you just need to kind of recoup, you know, recover, adds up to an enormous amount of time that you never get back. So step one, you know, grant yourself that time and permission. Step two, as I said, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, you got to get out of denial because again, just so many people believe that they have this predestined path, but that's not always the case. I mean, to some extent, we have certain wiring. We are, as I said, we're wired to excel in very specific ways. But it doesn't mean that you have to live by the agenda and the whims of others. You know, so many of us operate like windsocks. You know, where something good happens and we kind of blow this way, and you know, something bad happens and we kind of blow that way, right? And so it's really all about regaining control of your life and letting go of that denial that really dictates your quality of life and the fulfillment and satisfaction that you realize. So again, whatever those excuses are, you got to move them out of your way. One of the mantras that I like to use is that your what always has to be bigger than your butt. Right. <laughs> and, you know, of course, I'm not talking about your butt, but, but yeah. you know, the, you know, but all of the excuses that we, that we throw in our own way. Mm-hmm. And then number three is you may have to go farther back in your life to reconnect with what your what is. Because I do believe that at some point in life, we were all on path. But then, you know, life happens, and you get, you know, thrown off path. You start making distasteful compromises. You settle for less. And it just becomes this this never-ending cycle of, of, you know, this whirlwind that you can't get out of. Like, for instance, maybe when you were young, you loved to paint. And so you had a favorite color, and your favorite color was blue. And so all your paint was blue. Well, your mama had a favorite color, too, and her favorite color was white. So all of her carpet was white. And so one day, the two met. Blue paint, white carpet, and, you know, you got, it just like wasn't one of these Reese's peanut butter cup moments of chocolate meeting peanut butter, you know, and everybody's happy. That blue paint hit the white carpet, and even at a very young age, you were able to recognize that A equals B, so painting equals pain, and you buried that to the nether regions never to be heard from by anyone including you ever again. So yeah. you, you may just have to go farther back in your life. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that sometimes we, those passions are, well, no, let's not say passions, but let's just say those <laughs> interests and those things that we're very good at um, do come up at a very early age. Um, and because we only identified that or participated in that when we were kids, we, we kind of discount that and think, well, it's not important when really it, it really is very important Now, you mentioned your reinvention workshop a little bit earlier. Tell us a little bit more about about that. Sure. So the reinvention workshop is something that I've been doing since 2009. And I've been doing it here. I'm in Chicago. So we've been doing it here in Chicago. And I'm finally taking it on the road. So we're going to stop in San Diego. Uh, January 24th and 25th, and it's um, it's really a, just a, a very different event from anything that I've ever been to because, number one, it's really all about helping you with, with practical applications. It's not just sort of this theory, this, you know, this rah-rah, and then it's like that new car high, you know, where you buy the new car, you love it, you wax it, you wax it, and all that, and then, like, you know, a week goes by, and two weeks go by, and a month goes by, and it's just, it becomes another car, right? It's just like, you know, all the things that I teach and want to happen is all about permanent positive change so things that stick and so it's really just we dig in hard to learning how to you know identify what your what is those gifts as we talked about before right and the vehicle that you use you know to share those gifts with the world the people you're most compelled to serve Mm -hmm. now once you have that in place 
It's all about how do you share that gift, that, you know, your what, with strategic abandonment, reach the masses in no and low-cost ways. So we talk about monetization. And we actually monetize your what right there and then. So we've got something called the Reinvention Bazaar, which is B-A-Z-A-A-R, not the other bazaar, you know, where people will actually be able to make their first sale and close their first sale right there during the workshop. So, again, it moves out of sort of this, this place in your mind to – a practical application so you can see how you can actually move forward with a solid plan of action. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, I know that there is a lot of people that are watching this video right now who have a message, have a gift, have information, have something that they need to get out there that's really going to help humanity of a whole, um, but not quite sure how to do that or how to monetize it. So, um, yeah. so guys, if yeah. you are in San Diego and you can make it to that event, uh, what was the January... January 24th and 25th. 24th and 25th. Make yeah. sure that you do that. Um, Steve, thank you so much for joining me. It's been awesome um, speaking to you. And like I said, we're on the same page with so many different things. So it's been an awesome yeah. chat. Um, how can people find out more about you? And um, I, actually, I know that you have a gift to share with everyone <laughs> as well. <laughs> I do. So actually, two gifts, if I may. Mm -hmm. um, so first, if you go to thereinventionworkshop.com, and you enter promo code TRW, so the reinvention workshop, so TRW at checkout, that'll take the cost for the workshop down to zero. So it's a $297 gift from me to you. Love for you to join me as my guest. Number two, I'll just show this to you real quick. So this is my book, which is What Is Your What? Discover the One Amazing Thing You Were Born to Do. Yeah. Um, if you go to whatisyourwhat.com, so whatisyourwhat.com, you can enter your name and email there and grab the book for free. So I'd love for you to grab the book. And, uh, you know, of course, if you're interested in talking to me personally, my name again is Steve Olsher, and that's O-L-S-H-E-R, and I'd love to chat. Perfect. Now, guys, if you click on the banner to the side there, it'll actually take you through to the website where you can get that uh, book for free from Steve. So thanks Great. again, Steve, for joining me. It's been awesome having you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Keep doing your amazing work. Thank you. Now, guys, I encourage you to share this video. You can do that by clicking the Facebook in the Twitter share buttons above. Uh, download the app if you haven't done so already so that you can watch the shows on the go. You don't have to be in front of your computer anymore. And make sure that you put your email in the box above so that I can send you the Manifesting with the Masters video e-course. has masters like John Asaraf, Bob Proctor, Joe Vitale. It's valued at $87, and I'd love to send it to you for free. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously, and love without limits. We'll see you soon.